Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? And it's not just Sam Nifty Delaney joining us this evening. You've got a special guest there, I can see in the background. Yeah, oh, Nelson Delaney's here. And <laughs> Young Nelson. He's Because we're recording in the evening, he's, he's rushed out. He spotted me out in the Vita Modular. And as you, I just showed you on the camera, he comes up to the glass and he just starts whacking the glass over and over again, asking to be let in. Yeah. And so I let him in, in the end, because I didn't want him bashing away. And look at him now. I don't know if you can see him now, but now he's just he's on the other side of the glass. He's doing the exact opposite of what he was doing, because you showed me before you let him in. Yeah. He's doing the exact opposite. He's now batting at the door. From the inside, and he's acting really panicked and dramatic. Like he's, oh, he's trying all the windows. Yeah, like, he's been locked, he, like he's been locked in. And it's like, mate, you've just been outside for five minutes going mental asking to be let in. And within seconds of being let in, you're going, ah, let me out, let me out. Uh, He's like one of them French mimes who pretend to be trapped in a box. Oh, my God. He's he's freaking out. Nelson. That's pathetic. Nelson. I'm going to let... Sorry, mate. I'm going to have to let him out again because if not, he'll distract me too much on him. That's fine. Welcome along to this episode. Yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's the Monday what? episode. What, uh, if you no, are IFS subscriber, you get this on Sunday mate. evening. Uh, early access. Uh, sure you agree this is scintillating content. That's what you call a bit of rep potar, rep pod darge. Rep pod Yeah, I, it yeah. doesn't quite chip on time, but I thought that on, on our Friday episode, um, mm. we had a... Uh, an Uber Eats crisis that was that we covered we live as it happened. And can you can you update us on that? What, what, uh, what, what, what was oh, delivered in the oh, end? Yeah, it was Thursday actually, were, and it was an absolute. There were going to be two veggie burgers down, weren't you? It was a disaster, mate. It turned oh, up. Shit. The whole thing was we wouldn't usually have a takeaway on a Thursday, right? But I'd been out all day. It was it was it was, it was Dead Queen Good Friday. Yeah, so no, it was it, it, it was it was the Thursday. I'd been out all day. Yeah, that's and then and then yeah, my the, and then my wife and my daughter had been out in the evening. Something at the school, and I was just like, I was potting with you, and I thought like, I'm not going to have time to cook dinner, so I'm just going to get a Leon delivered because that's quite healthy at least. And then they said we haven't got the burgers. Change your order. So I went onto the site, and it said you can't change your order. It's too late. So in the end, it did turn up, but we were two burgers down. We were one fries down, right? So a meal for four was basically, it would have been enough just for me. So I had to sacrifice like, myself uh, and fry a fucking egg, mate. It's it's like when they have a bad result on, on the trial of, of uh, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. It was really like that. It was, it was like, it's like that. It went, but the thing was, Nightmare. it went from being a treat that everyone got excited about. Because I said, right, Len... The, we're running late. I haven't got any food now. So I'm just going to get a Leon delivered. And he was like, hey, celebrating. You know, like doing you're a kid. You're celebrating like you've just scored a goal yeah. at Wembley. 
when you hear an unexpected takeaway coming. And they were really excited. Then my daughter got excited, my wife got excited, and it turned up, and it was, it was so, well, to use a word of very much of the moment, it, was, it turned out to be quite a solemn evening. We sat quietly around mm. the table. It, no one felt happy because no one, everyone was shortchanged. Mm. It was it was gutting. Perhaps that's appropriate though. Perhaps that's appropriate. Maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe it was yeah, like the gods. A bit. The gods were looking, were frowning upon us for doing something as frivolous and indulgent as a Thursday night maybe, takeaway. Maybe in our most solemn maybe, hour. Maybe it's another attack by the ghost queen who sat on your bench. Came and sat on my bench. House. I didn't the take week. the hint. I've carried on being disrespectful by living my life yeah. and not. I'll be honest, some days I have felt as if I haven't been mournful enough or reflective enough. Mm. And I'm telling you that and the listeners that because I, I'm ashamed of it. I am ashamed that I have not okay. been consistently... Yeah. No, you're, not. you're not. You're ashamed because you got caught. I got caught. Be by the ghost queen. I got caught by the queen just enjoying a meal with my family. And yeah. none of us were reflecting sufficiently on the death of Her Majesty. If, if she hadn't punished you like she did... You wouldn't have given a fuck. What about? So well, I, um, did you see uh, Pip Schofield and Holly Willoughby jump in the queue at the fucking queue? <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> I did. Um, there's been a statement since then from by then, this morning. By this morning, right? Just from from the show itself. So yeah. it's them, but the, kind the, of once the, once removed. Re- just remember before you tell me what what the punishment's been. Remember that Muggins here. Old Sam, right? Old Nifty was booted off that show forever just for saying yeah. a daft joke about pharmacists, right? Yeah. This pair and they're not gonna be- have jumped the fucking queue, the biggest queue of all yeah. time anywhere in the whole world, right? Mm. For what? Presumably for their own public relations. It was disgusting. Well, What's their- have they been banned for life like me? Um, I'm looking at it. There seems to be no mention of any kind of live ban or any kind of ban whatsoever um this is on the tv show's instagram story and it just said hello everyone we'd like to clarify something we asked philip and holly to be part of a film for this tuesday's program they did not jump the queue have vip access or file past the queen lying in state but instead were there in a professional capacity as part of the world's media to report on the event so um they filmed a section that's been put aside for the press, apparently. So, uh, but it says there they didn't even file past the Queen. They didn't even get a go on the Queen. We didn't even get a go on it. We wouldn't have minded, yeah. but we didn't even get a go. Yeah. We didn't we even get to look, look at the queue. We didn't even get to look at the box. You know what this rem- uh, this is reminded me of? I told you, you know when I went I went to Russia with the school? Yeah. And I got to see Lenin. But did. Yeah. the difference was... That was an open casket. Yeah, was, also, Lenin wasn't fresh. Lenin had been, well, when did he When did, when did he die? Like the 20s or the 30s or something, right? 20s, I reckon. Right? Yeah. He was, he was embalmed. It was amazing, right? I mean, I would have queued up and paid to see any dead bloke embalmed because it's one of those things that you want to see at least once in your life, right? Yeah. An, an embalmed man. Of course. Um, and, Waxy. Yeah, was he waxy? Oh, waxy. It was so weird, mate. 
and you filed Peel. in and then you had to solemnly shuffle round the coffin in and out like in a sort of well the room was square so you went in mm. down one side along the end up the other side bang see you later having a look all is he in the middle and yeah he's in the middle the and he was suited and booted waxed up yeah. to the tits right yeah. just dead lovely and dead he looked extremely peaceful happy yeah and i was like i was blown away because i'd be like I mean, I'd seen back in them days, some people, adults, had busts of Lenin, right, on mm. their fucking mantelpiece. It was, and then there was a lot of Soviet artwork. And Lenin was someone who, even as a child, you were sort of familiar with. He was much bigger, like the Pope back then, wasn't he? Everyone knew what Lenin looked like. And uh, yeah. he, he looked, he sort of looked like Ming the Merciless. And it, but the cunt's there, right in front of my eyes. I'm 14 year old nifty, right? There I am in Leningrad walking round the bastard with armed guards and as I said before if I'd like you know made a break for him well fuck it I'm going to jump on him or I'm going to give him a kiss or what have you mm. they would have shot me dead I'd been warned that quite clearly by our guide yeah yeah but yeah. what I'm saying is I don't know how much that cost it came as part of the package our school trip package right mm. it was an amazing experience but I got to see him I, if it had you been just a box, the key thing, isn't it? Yeah. If it had just been a box, I would have felt I would have felt really shortchanged, I, mate. I think with the Queen, I think they had to make sure it was a box because if she was Lennon mm. and she was on shore, then um, the queues would have gone on for days and days. The funeral wouldn't have been until next February because we would have <laughs> all gone for a look. I'd have gone for a look. You'd have gone for a look. Let's be honest. Yeah, well, obviously, the thought crossed my mind that it would have been a good potting opportunity to have potted live from the queue. We could have done that, couldn't we? We could have had secret microphones hidden about our persons. Yeah. Would we have gone together or separately? Or It would have been nice to um, meet people, wouldn't it? Because a lot of people yeah. have been... There's been a lot of meet-ups. Uh, meet-cutes, as it's known in Hollywood. In the Hollywood screenwriting profession, I've, I've seen that phrase twice mm, this this week. Have you? Meet cute is, um, I think it's just a term that screenwriters use. Like it's a kind of a Billy Wilder style, the golden age of screenwriting, and it's mm. just a, a scene where some, you know, you meet in a unusual, amusing, quirky way. All oh, right, okay. Yeah. It's a meet cute, I think. Right. So it's always like okay. you know, we we met. Because we were both go a classic meet cute is they're both trying to hail the same taxi cab. Yeah, that's a meet cute, isn't it? Right, I get it. Um, if you want to look at a dead body, there's, there's the philosopher um, Jeremy Bentham, and his entire body was preserved um, and acquired by University College London. That that's on display all the time. I'm just looking mm. it up now. I was I was aware of this. Um, Oh, maybe it's not. Mm. Ah, he had a strange and unique idea before his death in 1832. The auto icon, which is a very, very modern sounding phrase for 1832. Yeah. Before Bentham's death in 1832, the philosopher left careful instructions for his body's dissection and its preservation afterwards. He intended his skeleton be padded out with hair. That he get dressed in his usual clothes, just the usual clothes, thank you very much. Don't want a fancy suit or anything. Sat on a chair and his actual head preserved through mummification. But 
The mummification process, based on technique from indigenous people of New Zealand, left the head looking horrible with dried and dark skin. So the auto-icon, as he was called, was given a wax head and placed in uh, a wooden cabinet, which I'm looking at now. It's like an old phone box, basically, but with a glass front. And he's sitting in the middle of it on a stool with his hands on his thighs. Um, and it, above the above the um, the booth, it just says in big letters, Jeremy Bentham. Uh, and University College London have had that since 1850, so you can go and have a look Good at that. Some. I, but it's I not actually, his real head. I actually studied uh, Jeremy Bentham at university, but I, I'm sitting yeah. here listening to you, thinking, oh, I fucking definitely studied him. I had to read the books and write essays, and I'm fucking scrabbling around trying to think what it was he was going on about, and I can't, I can't, I can't tell you. And they never mentioned his, his wax head. If they told me that, I might have fucking been more interested in the fucker. He's regarded as the founder of modern utilitarianism. Utilitarianism, that's it. That's which the is one. just, just the, the action. I think that's like you do, you, you know, your, your morality comes from every action needs to benefit the majority. Yeah. But actually, that's not necessarily, that to me, that like is can lead very quickly to fascism. Well, I don't know. I'm not going to get too deeply into it. Different times, wasn't it? Mm. These were right, times well, when someone thought he could leave his body to a university. The point is, blinking eyelid. The, the point is, he's dead, but I can still go and see him at University College London, and I fully intend to do that. Perhaps even this week, and I'm going to be think, up in town this week, so I might pop yeah, by and have and a look at him. And you ain't got to queue 15 hours to do it either. Yeah, so and you get to see him, so it's like. That would be a good article on something like BuzzFeed now, like five other dead people you can look at today well, without the, the queues. You could, you, there was probably a queue equivalent of ticket touts who were going to the end yeah. of the queue and it's looking like these people aren't going to get to see the Queen's box. Um, and they were saying, come here, there's, there's loads of other dead people you can look at in yeah. London. Jeremy have you, Bentham. Have you heard of Jeremy Bentham? Yeah, he's the godfather yeah. of utilitarianism. He's not even in a box. You can see his head and everything. You jump in a cab. You can be over at UCL in 10 minutes flat looking at the cab. Yeah. No. What have you got to lose? You're not going to get to see the Queen, so you might as well. Straight up, he's had his fucking body stuffed with A at his own request. A score? That's not... That's excluding taxi fare. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Michael Jackson always said he was going to have his body cryogenically frozen, didn't he? Do you remember that was what he was always going on well, about? Well, I, don't, don't I, I don't think it happened. So it was we all just fucking. It was all just daft chat, like like everything else he said. Michael Jackson body. Let's have a look and see if we can find out where his his remains are. Uh, where is Michael Jackson's body? I don't think anybody knows. But um, David Bowie's funeral was mysterious as well. That that happened kind of the day after he died, and oh. nobody really knows what became of him. Fired into space, um, maybe. That's what I'd probably. like. But that 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 brings me on to what I've been doing today. I went to see the new boy. It's oh, kind I saw of you tweet about that. Yeah. But it's not really a documentary. It's it's almost an immersive cinema experience. Oh. It's it's called Moon Age Daydream. Mm. I went to see it this week until Friday. It's only. Uh, available to see in IMAX cinemas, mm. which of course are the massive ones big with the big speakers around and speakers and all the rest of all it, all that sort of thing. So I went to see that. Uh, there's an IMAX in Gated, believe it or not, at the Metro right. Centre. Um, went to see that, and it's they've used something like 500 hours of footage. 
Wow. And this this one fella has, has condensed it down into this. It's it's just it's just footage of him either singing or being interviewed mm. or just him going about being David Bowie. It's not one of these where you've got like Nile Rodgers piping up with a few insights <laughs> or people who work with him, people yeah. who knew him. There's none of that. There's just these voices in the background which are just either Bowie or people who are interviewing him. You hear a little yeah. bit of Michael Parkinson at one point, but a Russell Hartley. Oh my god. And it just rattles through his entire career. Yeah. Um starting kind of seventy two Ziggy Stardust stuff through to his death twenty sixteen. And as a boy fan, fuck me, it was incredible. It was absolutely really? incredible. Oh god, I'm gonna try and go and see it again later in the week. I need to it's just yeah it's like boy porn if you're a boy fan I, I think I'll like see it porn. I mean I'm not like a, a Bowie fanatic but of course I do like Bowie and I saw a trailer of it and it quite mm. touched me actually because he was like this I just remember him saying one thing going life is amazing life yeah life is amazing and I thought yeah. it put yeah. me in a good mood actually and there's a bit as well, he talks about deers and he says, he says, I absolutely hate wasting a deer. Ooh. And that's, that's good. Now that doesn't mean you've got to do something. Yeah. That's, that's a dangerous day. thought. You could, spend, you, could, you could spend the day reading a book. You could. Or going for a nice walk. You spend the day just, re- just, just, yeah. Or, or resting. Just rest. If you need to rest, yeah. rest. That's not a waste of a just, day because you're giving your body what it needs. Just don't waste your deer. Don't do that. Don't waste your day on Monday when the Queen's getting buried. If you're not going to watch it, fine. Do something do good. Something else. Yeah, do something good instead. But don't waste the day. Don't just sit staring at the fucking window waiting for it to pass. Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes... Lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Jalapeno. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. I went to a uh, less, probably less, well, definitely less suspicious musical um, showcase on Friday, but it showcase. it was it was I really enjoyed it. I went down to Brighton just for the night. Just drove down, saw a show, mm. drove back again. Because mm. we drive back nice. that time of night, it's like ninety minute drive. I drove down with my mate, yeah. Stray Man. It was right. Oh, nice. Drove down with the Stray Man. Um, got to Brighton. 
went into the little theatre there, which is called the Old Market, where I noticed. Uh, I mean, I used to live in Brighton. You know, I love Brighton, but I didn't. I've never been to this venue before. I noticed quite a lot of uh, podcasters were doing shows there, including, oh, really? including um, a lovely young woman who used to work for me at my company and was one of the producers mm. on the um, permanently rested satirical show news thing, who now right, a, yeah. has a big successful podcast about doing it. It's, uh. called, it's called Brown Girls Do It Too, right? Really? Uh, yeah, and it's, and it's basically two ladies, one of whom is this lady that used to work for me, who's, she's lovely, but, are you, are, whoa. Are you she a name, Yeah, her name's Rabina. And she never, she I didn't hear her talking about Nookie, not once, but she, I don't oh. suppose I would have been her intended audience, you know. Probably not, yeah. <laughs> but uh, she certainly, she's done an old podcast all about Nookie, and it's a big sensation. Yeah. And I went down there just to see something I'm about to tell you about, a musical performance, and uh, and uh, then well, it, you mentioned podcasts. I can I just say, uh, I myself have played two nights at the Old Market oh! with, with 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 a podcast called Athletical Mids, which you might be aware of. I, I do. That you, for some reason, I thought you'd done something like the. Um, oh, I didn't. I thought you'd done another venue there. I mean, I know that you'd sold bigger venues. Two nights, Although, four shows, sold sold them all out. It's a, it's a great venue. I really liked it, and I noticed it was popular with the podcasters because there was Rabina and several other podcasters I saw were playing. That. Anyway, I went there because Chris Difford was doing a show with Guy Pratt. Guy Pratt yeah. is the other guy in Rock and Tours uh, yeah. with Gary Kemp, and of course he's got all these stories because he's worked so many people. And basically, they were doing a fundraiser for the old market because the old market is in peril, Andy. Um, oh no. Yeah. So they and they're both local. I think Guy Pratt lives in Brighton and and um and Chris Difford lives not far away. So I just saw it pop up on right. Chris Difford's Insta. I thought, fuck it, I'll go to that. Uh so we went down there and it was lovely and they did a uh Heineken uh, no, they did a Guinness Zero in the bar. So oh. I took a Guinness Zero in with me. Um nice. and what they did was they just had a chat and told funny stories. They just had a conversation with mm. each other and then after about I don't know, 45 minutes of that. They said, oh, we've got some people who are going to do something. They had local, because they both teach, I think. They had young artists right. who'd come on, do a couple of songs, right? Then they'd go, that was good. Then they'd carry on telling funny anecdotes, right? And then another mm. artist come on, blah, blah. Then a little break. Then after the break, I thought, maybe there's not going to be any music. There fucking was. After the break, they basically did a squeeze greatest hits, but... Acoustic, effectively, or not, oh, not, not acoustic, sort of stripped down. There was no drummer, so there was Guy Pratt was playing a sort of weird stand up bass. Chris okay. Difford was singing and playing guitar. They had a young lad who was like lead guitarist who was amazing, right? And then they had a guy sitting down doing the steel pedal, bow like nice. that, right? And they basically did all, all the hits. In, you know, they did At yeah. The Junction, everything. But sort of quirkier, interesting versions of them. And it was only in this, like, yeah. quite small room. It wasn't sold out. It was like, so it felt very intimate. There's like just a few of us sitting there. Oh. It was great. They they so, didn't sell it out, like, unlike you. Unlike me. Mm. Yeah. Which was a shame because times. they were doing yeah. it for a good cause. But anyway, yeah. um, it was great. And Guy Pratt told loads of great stories and probably... 
the funniest one was him saying he played bass on my, for Michael Jackson on Earth Song. Ugh. Oh, I actually <laughs> like Earth Song. Was it Earth Song or did he also do Stranger in Moscow? Another <laughs> song that I like, Stranger in Moscow, underrated Jackson song. In my opinion. <laughs> I was in a charity shop with my daughter the other day. We came across the seven-inch single of Hail the World by Michael Jackson. Yeah, that's and not so good. And the fucking front cover of it, it's a cartoon of the earth, the yeah. globe, as it were, yeah. you know, with a sticking plaster over it. <laughs> Hail the World. They got but that done they... from some geezer on Fiverr. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, no, but it was, uh, I actually like her song. Anyway, he said that every day he went to the studio to lay down a baseline. They kept telling him every day, I've j- you just missed Michael. He wanted to see, but he's just gone. You've just missed him. And he was like, this is bollocks. Yeah, right. So one day he thought, fuck it, I'm just <laughs> going to turn up there unannounced. So he turned up there sort of unannounced, convinced that Jackson was there, but he wasn't there. And they said, oh, you're a bit early. Oh, well, never mind. Go in the booth and lay down some more baselines. So they go, the, uh, oh, oh, we've got a new engineer. And he goes, some Samoan guy comes into the behind the fucking mixing desk who's about seven foot tall, built like a brick <laughs> shithouse. He's thinking, there's no way he's a fucking engineer. He's a bodyguard. But he's going, no. And he couldn't speak English very well. He's going, no, I am, I am lead engineer on this project, right? And he goes, you'll play bass now. And so he played a bass for a bit, right? And then, the, and then, and then he'd look at him waiting for a response. And this engineer geezer would sort of lean down sideways below the desk for a while, then stand back <laughs> up and say, "Maybe, may, I, I feel that Michael would probably like this played slightly <laughs> faster." <laughs> right? So he'd play it again, and then the engineer would lean down again, and in the end, guy practiced last year went, "Michael's under that fucking desk, isn't it?" <laughs> And he was. He was hiding under the mixing desk and whispering his responses to his bodyguard who was relaying them back to... And apparently that's what he'd done with all of the session musicians because he didn't want to mix with them directly for whatever fucking crazy reason. Of course, yeah. Um, He might have caught something through his eyes from them. Yeah. Some kind of disease. So that was good. Did did Michael sheepishly come out then? Did he say it? No, he said he never came out, but he knew he was there. Yeah, that's good. There was a sort of game of nerves where he thought, I'm going to hang around, and in the end, he's going to have to come out. But he just didn't, so in the end, he just left the studio. Yeah, he'd have had had snacks and everything down there, a blanket and everything down there. (laughs) A bucket, a bucket, two buckets. Yeah, so that was a good story. Um, It was a great night. And then I had a a bit of dinner afterwards. I had dinner at 10.30, like I was an Italian or a Spaniard. Fuck me! Yeah, and then drove home. That, it was lovely. Did you did did you sleep all right then after that? Because that would have just lay with um, me. No, I, I got I got in and well, I had to drive home. It digested on the way, and then I driving is digestible. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> the vibrations and uh, and then I just and then I fell asleep. It was all right. So that was quite good. And the other thing I wanted to tell you about was um I. Uh, I've mentioned before I'm I'm sort of obsessed in a voyeuristic way with mm. my or not obsessed but interested in my daughter's friends' dads. Right, you'll remember Dad yeah. on a Roof was actually a stepdad on a roof. Yeah. Before you go into that, I just wanted that that little story about the the, the guy Pratt and uh, Chris Difford talky talky nice yeah. little show thing. That's yeah. a good opportunity to kind of announce that we're going to do some live shows oh, in yeah. early November. Yeah, we haven't completely firmed up the schedule yet mm. but the two are going to be five or six maybe seven shows not a massive one if we don't company or town tough shit we might do some more early next year the two is going to be called 
uh, top flight time machine underprepared and overconfident <laughs> and it'll be a bit more loose than the live shows we've done before a lot more of it will be off the cuff as I think they say um, there will be some stuff that we've kind of pre-prepared but um We'll be winging it, basically, won't we? Yeah, but don't worry, it won't be completely winging it. It'll just be less, perhaps... If you've been to our last ones, you'll know that there was quite a lot of um, Amdram. There was a lot of scripted stuff. Yeah. Uh, where we where we, where we we became other people. We inhabited yeah. other characters and personas. There may be less of that this time. There'll be more of us, the mm. real, raw, authentic Andy well, and Sam. We, fi- we figured that every single episode we sit down and have nothing planned, so if we could do that... On every episode, yeah. and we probably but there'll get be bits, and there'll be a lot of interaction. Uh, you'll have a, yeah. uh, many chance to ask us questions and interact with us, and there'll be plenty of chances for you to be abused by us live. Yeah, and if that's what you get so, off on, then it's going to be worth it. Can we so, say is it is it too early to announce maybe some of the cities that we'll be visiting? Uh, uh, um, it kind of is because I haven't got you anything can prob- about, so you penciled can, in, but not you confirmed can probably yet. guess. I mean, clearly we're not playing the old market Brighton because Andy would have said that. But other than that, you can probably guess the sort of conurbation, urban conurbations we will be visiting. Yeah. yeah. And if we don't come to your town, then we, we might try and do some all after Christmas or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So, but, but watch out. Um, I think the tickets will be going up on the IFS first. Hmm. Um as, as a benefit of being IFS, but uh, I don't think any of them will sell out, so you won't be scrabbling around to get tickets. But as always, subscribe or perish. That's what we yeah. always say. Yeah. It's yeah. your choice. So your friend your your daughter's mate's dads, yeah? Yeah, so one of them, right, I haven't I haven't met him, but he I keep hearing these second man stories and it's like I've become sort of fascinated, you know, by I'm I'm do, I'm separated from this situation by three, four individuals, right? And yet from afar mm. I'm interested because my daughter just said that one of her mates has got this dad, I think his name's James, and she said that he's got a normal day job, right? But mm. outside of his day job, he he's got a white van that has got nothing to do with his day job, right? But he bought a white van. Yeah. And he's Good. got he's got a mate, he's sort of a mate or like the bane of his life, who's this shadowy bloke called simply known as Vaughn, right? And <laughs> the daughter, she says, I've never met this bloke Vaughn, but literally whatever we're doing, whenever it is, it my dad's phone will ring and we'll be in the middle of dinner or something and he'll just go, Sorry, I've got to get this, it's fucking Vaughn. And he'll answer the phone. <laughs> and he'll answer the phone. He'll go, hang on a minute. And he'll leave the table and you'll hear this sort of like muttering, right? And then he'll come back and he'll go, sorry, everyone. Fucking Vaughn stitched me right up this time. I've got to go and deliver some electrical goods to Twickenham. <laughs> and he jumps in the van and fucking drives off somewhere. And basically, she, the door's like, yeah, I don't know who this Vaughn bloke is, but like, my dad says he's a mate. But he always seems grumpy, and the phone rings, and we always know who it's going to be. It'll just say on the screen, Vaughn calling. <laughs> right? <laughs> and wh- whatever time of day it is, or whatever, and I go, Is Vaughn your boss? He goes, No, of course he's not my boss. He's my mate. <laughs> We're just, there's a few things we do on the side, separate from, from a day job. Right? So I'm like, What all are the these time, things then? Do they know? I, well, we don't know. Tell them? The only thing that we know for sure is sometimes some electrical products need delivering or collecting in the van. And it's always Vaughn right. who says when yeah. and where this has to be done. 
and the dad always right, gets the hump the and he's like fucking Vaughn I can't believe it he stitched me up again and they go well why don't you ignore Vaughn no I can't Vaughn's a mate right so I'm like fascinated by Vaughn now and I said to my daughter what does her dad you said that's not his job doing all this stuff in the van for Vaughn that's just a side hustle of some sort she went yeah I said mm. so what's her dad's day job then uh, I don't know. I mean, I did ask her because you kept asking because I keep asking her. I always ask her about her friends' dads. I think it's because, like, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, we could become mates maybe if, if any of them are all right. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, as long as they're, like, normal and not weird. But nowadays, tricky. nowadays you just think, I mean, over the last couple of weeks, I'm I'm starting <sighs> to think I can't, I'll never be able to meet a normal person ever again. You just there's, got to there's not many of them around. Fucking, yeah. yeah, but the, the 97 percent theory really seems to be. I think it's got nine. I think stuff, it's got ninety nine. I think we have to I think stretch it's it. At least ninety eight. Yeah, yeah, it's, now, good. yeah. it's gone up over the last couple of weeks. But anyway, yeah. I like what's his job? So she she said I asked her. She said she doesn't know. Right? I said you're 15 years old. How can you not know what your dad does for a living? She said, she doesn't know, but she said it sounded like a boring um, sort of adult job where he <laughs> where he has to go somewhere. Put it this way. She went, put it this way. I know he's got a bloody big computer. I've seen it. It's bigger than yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, it must be important then. I went, what do you tell my dad, your kids that I, your mates that I do? She went, I don't know. Don't ask. I said, well, what would you say if they did ask? She went, I don't know. And I said, well, what do your other dads, what do you have, what do you have mates? She goes, I have not got a clue. And no do they. they care. None of them yeah, exactly. know what their own dads do. Yeah, why should they? As long as the money keeps coming. Yeah, that's their attitude. Why give a fuck? That's their attitude. Yeah. Exactly that. The other day, my oh, daughter God. told me to work harder. Can you believe that? What? She told me to work harder. I'm like, you've got no idea how hard I work, one way or the other. She said, yeah, I think you should be working harder. It's fucking rich. Cheeky fucker. Yeah. That's a power player, that is. That's pre-planned. <laughs> it's pre-planned, that line. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. I'm being gaslit full time here. Yeah, I mean, you've said that before. If you're following us on Twitter, I've just put retweeted an excellent bit of footage of Brian Clough 40 years ago today um, hauling a clown off the pitch that had invaded the pitch. Uh, grabs all of the clown, shoves it towards the touchline, uh, pushes it off the pitch and then pushes it into the advertising hoardings and then the police come along and arrest the clown. Yeah. So uh, that's well worth. I've never seen that. I mean, I I remember the thing that when he punched the the fan who ran yeah, on the that's pitch the that time. One, isn't it? Yeah, but that this yeah, one's much this better. Is better. Yeah, much, much better. better. This is a fucking clown. It's a massive upgrade. Yeah. We could almost get an episode out of this one if we tried. Yeah, oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. So that's that um, update on the um, Premier. Sorry, the Prediction League. We'd it got gone a bit awry because the the, the Queen died and. Mm. Um, there was a week when we pre-recorded the Friday episode and didn't do any predictions. But before this weekend, uh, you were on 11. No, you weren't. You were on five. I was on seven. Results spot was on 11. Fucking hell. That's, I, don't, I can't remember a time he had a lead like that. No, it's, I don't like it. Oh. Um, this weekend, you got three. Mm. I got 11 this weekend. Fucking hell. Including... Um, what, what did I get? I got Aston Villa, Southampton correct. I got um, Everton, West Ham correct, and uh, some other. How did I get eleven then? 
Oh, yeah, I got Wolves Man City correct as well. Three correct out of five. Wow. Um, results bot, though, got fucking ten. Oh, my God, this is outrageous. This is not good. They're just so here's one now home wins everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here's where we stand right now. You're on eight points, Sam, for the season. Yeah. I'm on 18. Yeah. Results bot's on 21. Fuck, well, I'm... I might as well pack up and go home. I'm fucked. That's the attitude. <laughs> Everything's gone to fuck. Even your fucking David Moyes premonitions have come to fruition as well. I think he could well, be on his way it, out. It gives me no pleasure at all. Um, <laughs> it gives you immense pleasure, mate. But, uh, but I mean, he might end up at Newcastle next. It'll be more Brendan Rodgers because <laughs> they'll probably get rid of... Uh, I, I, I've got a feeling yeah. that West Ham and Leicester could end up doing a swap and it might not be such a bad thing for either of them. I'd happily have Brendan Rodgers at West Ham. I think he'd be a good fit. Who knows? And I think David Moyes would, would be good a good choice for Leicester. Maybe that's what'll happen. Tighten them up with the back, apparently. Well, we thought that at Sunderland, but no. <laughs> um, all right, that's it from this one. Um, what we've got coming up this week, we've got the first part of a new history box on IFS on Tuesday where we look at the first issue of Lauded Magazine mm. in 1994 and it was a very enjoyable episode to do, I think. It was, yeah. Um, and all the other shit throughout the week. So, uh, yeah, that's going on. Watch out for um, the, the social media output for um, live show information and um, we'll be back with a, a topical one on Friday. Thank you very much and goodbye. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.